day. Hello. <sighs> Taking a deep breath in to help me channel this important message on today's transmission. It's Friday afternoon in the recording of this time. I just finished a busy week working with clients, writing, uh, studying, meditating, thinking, feeling, all things neuroscience, all things uh, feelings-based, all things nervous system regulation. And here's the best part. I get to use my life as a laboratory for everything that I teach my clients. It's really cool. A lot of these, these transmissions that I do just in this free Facebook group and the group calls, the group trainings that I do with my mastermind community, um, they come from the integration of all of the triggers that I go through each and every day. And boy, do I work in an industry where triggers happen quite a bit. I work with stressed out folks. I work with people who are going through relationship crisis. I work with people who uh, are facing an identity crisis. I work with people in crisis. I work with people who we work with people and guide people who have disconnected from themselves, who are going through toxic relationship patterns, who are codependent, who are deathly afraid of uh, being exposed, who are living with a great deal of shame. <clears throat> I work with people who don't even know that their egos are literally driving the bus of their lives, are in charge. I work with people who don't know who they are. They say the same things. Very similar uh, things that I hear for people who reach out to me. They say, I'm constantly worried about what other people think. I don't want to speak up and say anything. I, I'm afraid to use my voice because I, I feel like I sound stupid. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, I don't, this is another one. I don't do well with group stuff. I just prefer to be, I'm, very, I'm a very private person. I, I, I prefer to stay away from groups, which basically means you actually need groups uh, to help you unpack and unprocess things. The very reason why you can't do something is the very reason why you must do it. Only if you want to expand your life, only if you want to live with freedom. Otherwise, you become a prisoner. And today's transmission is, <clears throat> is something that I've observed that that triggers a lot of people into a feeling of prisoner, into a feeling of stuck in a past, lack of freedom. And that is trying to navigate a relationship, trying to navigate being single and getting into a new relationship, dating, when you are stuck living with the, <coughs> excuse me, living with the, um, under the prison of an old flame. Let me know if that, that resonates with you. An old heartbreak you haven't really gotten over. An old relationship which you think you're over it, but it's still bothering you, but you just can't shake it. It's this, it's a breakdown. It's a breakdown in a relationship. And also I just spoke to somebody yesterday who had this with her sister-in-law. So it's not just an old flame. I mean, the same rules apply 
uh, in any relationship, but because the whole heartbreak uh, situation is so real. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, who who doesn't have something in their past as far as an old flame that they're just so still like heartbroken over that they're thinking about? Okay, if if you are single looking to get into a relationship, or you're even currently in a relationship, but you are you are governed. That's the word I want to use. You feel governed. In other words, you don't have freedom and agency. This thing is governing you. It's running you. Or, here's another one, or you're in kind of a limbo in your relationship right now, and you are knowing that it might not work, and you want to, you know, move forward, and you want to have a healthy relationship. This applies to you, too. Um, this tr transmission is how to untangle, how to cut that cord. Even if it happened 20 years ago, you're in a new marriage. Look, you're married now, but you're secretly still holding on to that shit. Okay? This applies to you as well. Let me know if you resonate with this. Okay? And here's a good test. I always use this as an indicator with my clients. I share this with you as well. Think of that X right now. Think of that person that is in your in your mind. You know what I'm, you know who the hell I'm talking about. I don't have to tell you. That open loop, the thing that wasn't closed. An open loop. What's an open loop? <clears throat> an open loop is um I don't know where the reference comes from. They have it in marketing. <laughs> they have it in marketing. They say, you know, when you do marketing, you have to leave an open loop that has people kind of like wondering. It's this anxiety that's created because you haven't really closed the loop. All right? By the end of today's call, I'm going to give you exactly what it is that you need to do in order to break free, cut the cord, and now set the foundation for healthy relationship, whether you're single and now ready to move on, or whether you uh, are in a relationship right now, and you know, you know that you know that you know that that old flame that has an open loop that's unresolved is actually polluting the energy and the space between you and your current partnership. Let me know if that resonates with you. If anything that I'm saying is resonating, please let me know this is me, put your hand up. <clears throat> and I'm asking you for two reasons. Number one is I can't see your face. I don't know when you're here. I don't know if what I'm saying is landing. So the only way that I'll know is through your engagement. The only way that I'll know is yes, this is landing. Yes, Nima, I appreciate you taking your time and educating me. <laughs> Maybe I just, I just need your love and appreciation. Okay, that's reason number one. Reason number two, if you can engage with this, it's going to land in your body. It's just a, it's either a concept here that you're watching like Netflix, or if you write in, you actually engage and you become present with the training and it will land. So let me know if anything that I'm saying is resonating with you. And yes, of course, uh, I don't mind the, uh, the admiration too. I'm a, I'm a needy, needy little bastard that way as well. <laughs> so... Essentially, I was doing a call uh, this morning with uh, one of my clients who, uh, his wife left him, wife of 15 years, decided one day that she was leaving. And he was devastated and heartbroken. He didn't know who he was. And we just started working with him to get him to a great place 
a sense of peace about the breakup because we don't have control over what other people do. People message me all the time. Can you save my marriage? Do you think this is going to be salvageable? Can the relationship be salvaged? And I tell people the same thing. I have no idea because you don't have control over another person. All here's your here's here's your plan if that's the situation that you're in. Instead of trying to salvage the relationship, your work is to salvage your relationship with you regardless if they are here or not. That's how that's the only way to win because if you make it based on saving the relationship, you're just dangling yourself over the gates of hell for more six more months a year when this whole conversation is going to come up again so you might live to see another day but then you're still dangling over the gates of hell and not until you hit a rock bottom will you wake up and go okay all right i want to be good with me regardless so that's what we what i tell people people message me all the time can you please save this marriage and i'm like no that's not what i do <clears throat> that's not the work the work that we do is not marital counseling, couples counseling, which is usually two people going to a therapist to be seen and heard, two people who don't understand how to communicate with themselves so they don't know how to have authentic conversations and they need an intermediary because they don't know how to handle their own triggers. Once you do the work, you don't need an intermediary. You're able to actually have a conversation with the person and have it be productive. And if you don't know how to do that, <clears throat> or this this seems impossible to you, please understand none of this is your fault. So I want to normalize this for you and take away the shame. It's not your fault. How do I know? Well, just look at how you had uh, relationships modeled for you. Look at the quality of the relationships in your that you grew up in. How did your parents do conflict when there was a rupture in the attachments? How did they do it? Did they know how to repair? Not likely. Mine didn't. There's either stonewalling, avoiding, you know, it's not the ideal kind of uh, intimacy, although they love one another. And I'm so glad that, you know, they're both amazing parents. Um, the relationship itself, I never really had a great one modeled for me. So it took me going through a massive blowout breakdown, which I was not able to be by myself. I couldn't live by myself. The thought of being alone terrified me. So I did the scariest thing, and I was—I spent some, about six months being alone and not distracting myself with other relationships. And I discovered how deathly afraid I was of being alone, and how needy I was of other people, especially women, to validate me. And when I'm in that space, my relationships aren't authentic. They become transactional. They become based on what you can give me, rather than what um, what you know. I'm not using you, rather than using one another, which is what my previous relationship was, I was using her, she was using me to get my needs met from a place of scarcity rather than a place of fullness. Only when you get to the point where you're not needing the other person can you truly have an authentic relationship. Let me say that again. Only when you get to a point when you are not needing the other person financially, emotionally, uh, uh, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean, emotionally needing the other person, financially needing the other person, sexually needing the other person. If you can get yourself to a place where you're not needing that other person to fill those needs, but you are coming from a place of fullness, can you truly have a relationship 
where you're not where you're authentic you're not codependent which means codependency means i can't speak my truth to you because if i do you won't love me and you will leave so i have to pretend and i have to put on this mask and perform or help or fix or solve or pay you know otherwise you're going to leave me so it's a transactional relationship and if you're in one of those please i, I want to make this clear there's it's not your fault uh this is a result of intergenerational trauma of not having your attachment needs met not having your emotional needs met having to take care of mom having to take care of dad pleasing other people ple being the pleaser the fixer getting your identity from that so naturally you're going to uh, find a similar pattern within a relationship you'll either show up as anxiously attached which is needy and clingy if you didn't have a mother that was you know a, a constant kind of permanent fixture that you could count on like a rock then you always tr you're always kind of like wondering you know is this going to be taken away from me because that was a very familiar experience or you didn't feel your emotional needs were met that you having big feelings didn't get your needs met so you became an island what we call an avoidant where relationships you deeply want connection but they don't feel safe so you back off and you kind of manage your own you manage yourself uh, you you completely intimacy scares the crap out of you although you want it badly but when it comes close you push love away and you become an island and that's called uh, avoidant attachment and the third kind is called disorganized which is kind of like a mixture of two where there was a lot of chaos there was a lot of pain uh, there was you love your primary caregivers but they hurt you so you had this push-pull type of relationship so guess what if you had that with your parent don't be surprised if you create that so it creates all sorts of chaotic codependency we then get into relationships that mirror and reflect the ones that we did with our primary caregivers. And then all of a sudden, there's a heartbreak. There's an open loop that happens. And it hurts. And you know that it's not right for you. But there's something incomplete. There's this thing that you just can't get over. You feel one of two things. You feel something is owed to you. You got the short end of the stick. You gave, 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 and you got nothing in return, and you feel owed, you feel entitled, and that little voice in your head is incomplete. That's your open loop. And so you'll try to numb the pain by getting into other relationships, but then that feeling you're owed something, that resentment that you have, you carry with you. And now, guess what happens to all of your next relationships? You literally bring that baggage with you to the next relationship. And you spill it all over the other person. And oftentimes, you bleed that wound to the other person. And you project that wound and make the new person responsible for that old wound. Does that make sense? Has that ever happened to you? <coughs> Do you notice yourself projecting your mother your father or uh, a, an old flame to your current partner has that ever happened i'm talking to you my ex used to call used to say oh you're just like my mother sometimes and then oftentimes she would be like oh this is just like my father and so i i kind of was like sitting in this space of 
all right, so I'm now responsible for what happened with your mother and father. And I would notice she would do things and trigger stuff. Like one of the things that really got under my skin at the time was when we're walking and we're, we're walking and having a conversation and then she would stop while I would keep going. She'd stop to get attention. She'd stop to kind of like break my pattern and have me stop and chase after her just like my mom used to do and it just got under my skin and I was like Ugh! and I'm like this is just like my mom and so she would trigger stuff that came up and so basically we're projecting and bleeding our past onto one another and it then it became comes toxic and if we don't have this proper tools and we don't do these two specific things then we just carry it with us and what will happen is each relationship instead of getting better it gets more amplified and worse because now we have wound upon wound that we're trying to protect which then causes us to block love and there's no way that we can have a healthy relationship when we're blocking love so I want you to imagine um, so so I had this guy uh, he had had been you know they had a divorce and then he went through a period of time where he was dating tons of different women and after about a year he's like okay I've healed me and my ex were okay I'm ready to have a healthy relationship and what we discovered that was what was stopping him from having a healthy relationship was this one tiny small unresolved thing from his wife and we just started working on it and today uh, we unearthed it and I wanted to share it with you because this is going to be very valuable to you to understand. So basically what happened was I asked him this one question and I want you to tell me there's one of two things. You either feel like something is owed to you or you feel guilty because you did something and they did more for you and you feel indebted. In other words, you either have resentment with them or you have guilt. In his case, he had guilt. I asked him, I said, is what part of you feels that you deserved to be left? And he was kind of like, yeah, that's it. I deserved it. And so what we did was we uncovered the part of him that felt that he was deserving of it deserving of being left there was a guilty part of him that felt he didn't do enough that he behaved in inappropriate ways that he was such a bad person that he deserved being he deserved being dumped so i want you to think if that's there's that that's happened that i want you to be open to the possibility that there's a part of you that feels that worthy and deserving that that you deserve the, the way you were treated it's not true. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying be open to the possibility of looking that there is a part of you, a part of you that you don't love, that you feel ashamed of, that you're blaming and justifying that poor treatment of you. That's what was happening. Now the impact of this is huge because the impact of that was deep down inside I have a part of me that feels worthy of being dumped and I hate that part of me and so guess how that shows up in all of his next relationships that he wasn't allowing love to get in he basically would get into relationships and he knew that there was this unlovable part and he would start telling these women not nah, 
I'm unlovable. I'm warning you. This is not serious. I'm not the marrying type. I'm not lovable. So he would kind of like start it off that way. And of course, when you have that kind of dysfunction going on, you're going to attract women who are like, oh, really? Well, I'll show you. And then they'll see it as a challenge. And they'll be like, oh, I'm totally okay with that. I'll totally, yeah, this is totally not, you know, but take it on as like a project <clears throat> because that fulfills their own wounds from the past. Yeah, I'll show you. I'm going to win your love. I'm going to finally win you and then be good enough because I wasn't good enough for my father. So I'm now going to really just prove myself that I'm worthy of dad's love by winning you over. And then she'll be like, okay, no problem. And then inside she's like, I'm going to fucking show you. <laughs> so he, he went through one after another after another after another. And today we unearthed it. And he's like, because he's met somebody. He really likes her. But, he, but he's got this thing from the ex that's stopping him from fully going all in. And I've had several other uh, clients with the exact same thing. Females who've had exes with men uh, who just can't get over this last piece and haven't been able to have healthy relationships because of that open loop. <clears throat> so what I had him do was to fully own and feel into the part of him that didn't deserve it. And we did an overview session on it. And what, what I do with that is I guide you into feeling the feelings of undeservingness. <clears throat> now, if you're new to this, please don't do it by yourself because it, you need somebody to hold space for you as you walk through it. So as he was doing that and feeling the feelings and understanding that he was, and, and, and really holding space for the part of him that was undeserving and felt guilty, what ends up happening is another part of him emerged and he allowed it to move through his body and he was able to see that that part of him wasn't true. He w what emerged on the other side was the reality that he totally was deserving and that he did do everything that he could within his means at the time to make it possible to, for, for this relationship to work, but it just didn't work. And what ends up happening is at that time, he's like, oh my God, now I see why I keep pushing love away. I have all of this opportunity. But if I deep down inside feel that I'm unworthy, then I'm going to unconsciously push love away and go from one relationship to one relationship, craving love, but then constantly pushing it away because deep down inside I don't feel deserving of it. I can't tell you how many times this is happening in relationship dynamics. In fact, I'm, I don't even know you. Perhaps, I don't know you. I'm willing to bet you that that's showing up a little bit in, in one of your relationships right now. Where do you push love away because you feel undeserving? So that's the first thing that I want you to do in helping you get over an old. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean trigger-less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're 
curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. You know, an X is to learn how to close the loop. That was an open loop for him. He didn't even know it. Usually it's helpful to have somebody actually walk you through it because he couldn't see it. If you, you, oftentimes we can't see it. We can't see ourselves. We haven't cultivated the habit of seeing ourselves. So he saw that. We worked it through. And at the end, he's like, I totally, now I get it. I'm ready to let it go. He goes, he literally said, he was sitting in his car. He's like, I feel lighter. I feel like a burden has been lifted. And I feel now I'm ready. I said, yeah, that's how you cut the cord. Okay, that's the first part. So what I'm going to invite you to do is to do this because I did this with him before when we found it out. When you think of your ex, I want you to do that right now. Take a moment and think of your ex. Now check in with your body. What do you feel when you think of your ex? What happens in your body? Do you feel a pressure in your chest? Do you feel guilt? that you did something wrong? Do you feel ashamed because you hurt them? Feel it fully. Allow that to come up. That there, whatever just came up in this little quick little exercise, is the answer to letting you know exactly how to cut the cord. That. Because the cord is that unresolved thing. That unresolved thing right there is the cord that you haven't yet learned how to cut for good reason because nobody ever taught you. Now, you might say, well, I've done therapy on it. I've done the work on it, which means, you know, a lot of times people will do Martini's work and do the balancing side A, side B, and I'm a big proponent of that. I was a Martini facilitator since 2006 student of his since 1997. So I'm old. I'm an old veteran when it comes to John's work. He's brilliant. He's got the most complete cognitive methodology. Here's the question that I have, though. If you've done all of that, what does your body tell you? If your body is still coming up with grief, when you, or grief resentment, or, or guilt, then you still have an uncut cord. The cord is still very strong. You're still attached by the resentment. In fact, part of you is holding on to the resentment. Part of you is holding on to the resentment because that's a way of keeping connected with them. Let me say that again. This is going to hurt. If this is true, what I, if what I'm saying is true, it'll, expect it to trigger you because this is not personal to you, but you're going to think it's personal to me. You're going to say, fuck yeah, which I understand. But if it triggers you, it means it's true. There's a truth to it, right? And the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. So I'm here to tell you the truth. 
even though it might make me very unpopular to do so, I'm committed to the truth because that's the only way healing will happen. I've been in the healing profession for 20 years and as a chiropractor, people are coming in with stress-related problems, but but they're just hiding from the truth. So I, I didn't like watching them lie and take their money and watch them still lie. So now I help people, I guide them to the truth. And the truth is he felt guilt. So we work through the guilt. Uh, and, and so is there resentment? Check in. Do you feel a sense of resentment when you think of that? That's another open loop. They owe me. They hurt me. Resentment might be, or guilt, might be your unconscious strategy for connection. Let me say that again. This is a big one. The resentment and the guilt are an unconscious way of meeting the need to stay connected with them. I think that that's what my ex is doing for me, right? Doing with me. There's a great deal of resentment and hate, hate coming this way. And I'm convinced that, and, and I've been working through my guilt and shame over my last relationship. It's a work in progress. It's just learning what the tools are. I'm convinced now, and I see it, that the resentment is a strategy to stay connected. It's sad. It's sad because here's the key. We all need connection. If we don't create connection in healthy ways, we will create it in unhealthy ways. So holding on to the guilt, holding on to the resentment might be, I'm not saying this is it for you, it might be, I haven't met you yet, but this is through a series, like I go through a series of questions, I pepper you with questions so that you can identify what the truth is, but you got to check into the body to see what it is. So I'm curious with you right now, write it in the comment section, what's your body saying as I'm saying this stuff? What's coming up for you as I'm saying it? Tell me what's true for you because... Behind that is your freedom, if you're willing to go there. That's the problem. We have so many excuses that block us. You know, I, I, I can't afford it. I don't have the time. The question is, what's the impact of these unhealed cords? What's the impact of these unhealed wounds on your current reality? How are they affecting your children? How are they affecting your work? How are they affecting your presence with your current partner? They are. And in the road to creating a secure attachment, which is what becoming trigger-proof is all about, the road to creating a secure attachment means repairing the ruptures from the old attachments, specifically the ruptures within ourselves first. I've created a methodology to help people exactly with that. Why? Well, out of necessity, because I went through a divorce, one codependent relationship after another, and I was like, all right, that's it. I got to figure this out because I'm now 43 and I don't know what a healthy relationship feels like, not even with friends. And now, fast forward, going through the process and doing the work, I have deep friendships I've never had before. I've had people that I got their back no matter what and they know that I have theirs. I feel like I'm more reliable as a human being. I feel more integrity than I ever have. I did not live with integrity. In other words, if I gave you my word, there was guaranteed that I would not keep it. Now, my word is very important to me. Now, telling the truth is very important to me. So that's the environment I want to raise my uh, 
you know, raise my son in. That's basically how I want to do it. So um, the second thing, that's the first one, is what is your body telling you? All right? Your body will let you know. Tell me, when you think of your ex, what happens to your body? Grief, resentment, or guilt? Those must be integrated and processed. You must learn how to do that. There's a skill, there's a practice, and you can do it on your own once you learn. You can, this is self-work. You don't have to do it by yourself. We do it in a community. You learn how to take care of you, but the conversation is the remedy. You learn the skills. The second thing, the second thing to, um, to keep in mind, um, the second thing to keep in mind is dissolving resentment. So the first one was, oh yeah, the, the, the first point that I wanted to add, the first point was what need is holding on to this serving me? Okay, holding on to this thing, tether, this attachment that's not, this cord that's still kind of dangling, that I'm still carrying with me. How is that fulfilling a need for me? How is that fulfilling a need? And number two is learn how to dissolve the resentment. So find out what need it's filling within you. Okay. Is it meeting your need for significance? You get to be the victim. You get to be important. You get, I, I was wronged. I get to play victim to that. I get to hold on to my victim story. I get to identify with this. I was wronged and uh, this is my platform, is my victim story. This is how I get attention, this is how I get support, this is how I get sympathy. So what need are you getting by holding on to that cord, number one? And number two, um, yeah, so what need am I getting? Number two is clearing the resentment and the grief and the guilt. Those are the two steps, the two steps that you need in order to finally cut that cord. Find out how it's serving you, number one. And number two, learn the steps in actually healing from those exact sensations of guilt. That's what we did now. Boom. Today, we, we did this uh, with my client. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm ready. Did this last week with another client who ha was in a 10-year relationship and hasn't been able to be in a relationship since. It's been like three, four years. Hasn't found somebody else. Why? Because of guilt. She realizes she got to hold on to, she was holding on to guilt and punishing herself, overthinking, and I'm not worthy, pushing love away, pushing love away, pushing love away, but deeply needing the validation, but then pushing love away. Talk about a mind fuck. <laughs> Without really dropping the baggage and learning how to heal the baggage, you're just going to go from one relationship to the next with the same cycles. But when you finally get this right, you then are complete. You've healed and cut the cords. You're no longer run by shame. You're no longer run by guilt and you're no longer run by resentment. So the cool part about that is the next person doesn't have to be at the effect of all of those things. Because that's what's happening. If you've had sexual trauma, okay, if you don't believe me, think about this. If you've had sexual trauma, and you haven't done the work to resolve it, and I'm not talking about the work just going and talking about it, I had sexual trauma, all that. No, but actually getting into the body and regulating the nervous system, clearing the past resentment, learning how to dance with that dark passenger, 
empathizing with that younger part of you, integrating that younger part of you, having a community where you can share the shame about it, really process it, work it through your body, then you're basically carrying it with you to the next relationship. Try having sex with the next person after an unresolved sexual trauma. Do, are you going to feel safe? Hell no, you're not supposed to feel safe. But you're bringing it with you to the next relationship. And your next partner doesn't deserve that. Just like you don't deserve, you know, you don't deserve your current partner projecting all their past shit onto you. And we are in an epidemic of people who don't know how, don't learn these skills. And it, at, the, at the cost of our lives, at the cost of our relationships, at the cost of this beautiful space and container, potentially beautiful, that is a relationship, but is polluted with all the energy of the past. That's not what you want. The reason why you don't want that is because the kids are going to feel that. You're gonna. You're a container. You are space. You're ninety nine point nine 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 percent space, which is all energy, which is all uh, emotions. Your emotional body, your emotional vibrations, your unresolved traumas are literally carried with you like a container in the space that you are. You're a container of space, and then everybody you mix with, the molecules and the atoms, are mixed with other people's unresolved crap. So now you have you. You have the other person, you have you and all of their past relationships. You know, when I married Diana, she's marrying me and all my past relationships. I'm marrying her and all her past relationships. And the shit she doesn't resolve, I, I, get to, I have to confront. If I don't have the skills and the tools of being able to confront my own demons, and she doesn't have the skills to confront hers, we now are projecting our past shit onto one another. And welcome to most relationships most unconscious relationships you're triggering each other's pasts and so i'm here to change that and break that cycle because our kids don't deserve to have that think about it think about what your relationships were like with your parents think about how your parents relationships were like with each other and the energy between them you could feel it well guess what your kids are feeling the energy between the two of you and if there's stuff that's unresolved from the past on your past relationships, your children are now at the effect of it. Is that fair to them? No. It's the way that it is. It's not, is it your fault? No. It's definitely not your fault because nobody really understood that. So I propose, I'm making a proposal that it didn't start with you and none of it's your fault, but it can end with you. That's right. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you but only if you have the courage to take responsibility. But the problem, the biggest obstacle to you taking responsibility is deep down inside, we want someone else to take care of it for us. Deep down inside, we want a knight in shining armor. Deep down inside, we want them to do the work so that we can feel, so that we can have our wounds healed and cleaned out. Deep down inside, we don't want to take responsibility. Men want to have Peter Pan syndrome and stay young forever, and women have their version of that, whatever, want to be little princesses. And very few people want to take on that responsibility. They want their dad to see them. They want their mom to see them. They want their ex to finally validate them and give them the apology or the, or the validation that they've always been seeking. But I'm sorry, that day doesn't come. Often, it, actually, we do see it come but only other, on the other side of us being able to heal our own wounds 
and making sense of the whole situation and dissolving the grief, dissolving the shame, dissolving the guilt, dissolving the resentment and finding out how that that old flame that we don't really want to get over and the story we keep telling in our minds and our bodies, how that story is serving us. Call that out. Call out what you're getting by this and then commit to healing those old attachment wounds and those old unresolved grief, shame and guilt and resentment and now you're free. That's, I truly, like I've never had a more secure relationship that's more authentic than the one that I have now. I'm so grateful that that Dominic is a very lucky little fucker who's born in a, into a family where we we don't have anything in between loving one another. I don't have a story about myself that deems me unworthy of love. She definitely doesn't have that about herself. So there's a free kind of give and receive, giving and receiving of love without a story in the middle of it. Guess what? Dominic benefits. We were at Chinese. We were at a Chinese restaurant uh, a couple weeks ago, and the ba and Dominic was in the stroller and. This woman comes up to us and says, I just wanted to tell you, um, based on your humor, she pointed to me, based on your sense of humor, because I was making jokes and making, making uh, Diana laugh, based on your sense of humor and the love between the two of you, your son is very lucky. He's lucky to have you both as parents. And, you, and I'm an expert. I'm 40, I'm, uh, I've been in the uh, preschool. I've been a preschool teacher for 45 years, I've been retired. I'm retired now, but I've been a preschool teacher and in the preschool world for 45 years, so I can sense it. I almost, I almost started crying. I was like, oh my God, why? That's the best compliment I've ever received in my entire life. I've never had a compliment better than this. It's nev I've never had a compliment better than that because I've worked so hard to re resolve the grief, the shame, the guilt, the resentment, and cutting the cord truly. I don't really have a, a cord uh, fr from a past relationship. In fact, my ex-wife was at my wedding on Zoom this year. I had a Zoom wedding, COVID wedding. My ex-wife was at my wedding. My ex-wife sent me a, a gift for Dominic, for, for, for Diana. My ex-wife texts my wife. Not like every day, but there, if, here's the key. Here's, here, here's the telltale sign. Here's how you know when you're free. If you walk down the street and you bump into your ex and there's anything but absolute, like a hug, I'm, I'm so grateful, like, like, like you would like somebody you care about then there's some work available to you. There's freedom available to you. You can be free. And it doesn't necessarily, they could be pissed off. It's just about you getting complete with you. And that is what becoming trigger proof is all about. Now, if this, if you're, if you're resonating with this and you can see yourself in this conversation, there's a little nagging voice in your head that says, yeah, I'm not over this. I'm still resentful. And that resentment, even though I know I'm right and they were an asshole, I'm not saying they weren't, I'm ready to be free. 
it's bleed why because it's bleeding into my family right now and it's polluting the energy and the space and the container of my home of my well-being of my life and i don't want to be a prisoner anymore you're in luck i have an event coming up on sunday following that link in the comment section and here's what happens in the beginning you're going to write down all of the things that you're resentful for and I'm going to take you through a journey. It's an experience. Do not come if you have distractions around you. Please don't show up. If you, you know, are doing this, one of one of the participants messaged me and she she um, she registered. She said, "Can can my partner be there?" There was kind of like a codependent thing going on. Can my partner be there? And I was like, "No. This is for you." Uh, my intuition was like, "Nope." This is just for you. Depends. What outcome do you want? You know, you want to save the marriage or do you want to actually save you? <laughs> that's our goal. That, that should be your only priority is to cut the cord that's blocking you from being real. Not necessarily to get them out of your life, but to cut the cord that's blocking you from being real because of shame, because of guilt, because of resentment. Those three we're going to clear. I'm going to show you the step-by-step -step over five hours. And this is the most important training that we can do, especially during times of COVID. Because what's going to make the difference between how you are before the pandemic versus after, relationships being stronger, feeling more connected to your purpose, feeling even more safer and more confident versus you coming through COVID even more disheveled, even more uh, completely in chaos, relationships breaking down, and a lot of them are breaking down, COVID. COVID is the great equalizer. It's letting you know where you're full of shit. Things, un things are unraveling in beautiful ways <laughs> because it's peeling back the layers of bullshit and allowing the truth to come free, to come through. If you're committed to that, I, I totally welcome you to, to jump in. Those uh, that are coming, you're watching this and you're coming, like I can't wait to share this with you. You are going to have your mind blown. We are going to unpack the drama triangle. You're going to be able to see your life from an overview perspective. Overview means a bird's eye view, looking at yourself from this perspective, from the world, from the planet, and making sense of it all so that you're no longer the victim. That's what this is about. So why? So you can set the foundation to build your dream relationships, connecting to purpose, making a contribution, doing what you love, where you love, with whom you love. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. And I love teaching this work. And uh, I'm grateful that you're here, especially if you're new. Let, Please let me um, know uh, what questions you have. If you know somebody that should be here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to invite them in this group and tag them in this video and let them know uh, let them know what's up. I want you to think of a few people and just invite them into this group and tag them in this video and let them know why they should listen. And uh, yeah, and we'll see you on th those that are coming on Sunday. I will, if you're coming on Sunday, I really look forward to it. Be prepared for a mind-blowing experience. People have gone to all sorts of personal development stuff and they've said there's nothing like this. Because uh, truly, it's an integration of the best of the best, which, which is why I call it the overview method. It's evolving constantly. It's an, a creative expression of all of my own healing. And um, yeah, that's why you're in this group. And I'm grateful to be uh, sh sharing it with you.
See you at the next perfect time.